Steve Merkel has seen how music can open up hearts around the world. And when you touch a person's heart and you move them emotionally, walls come down, you've unlocked the keys to a person's heart. Bill Curtis has seen the same thing happen through stories. He was struck by this when his daughter Michelle was reading a biography about a hero of the faith. Michelle just kind of looked up and had kind of a thoughtful look in her eye and said, I think I'd like to become a missionary. And it was kind of like an aha moment to realize, wow, the power in these stories is incredible. Chris Dornboss is now sharing Bible stories around the world. He's getting a biblically-based comic book into places that would usually be hostile to the Bible. Kids can get these all throughout Asia in their own languages, and there's nobody trying to stop it because it doesn't look like a Bible. It looks like a comic book. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. If you've listened to this program before, you know that we bring you the stories of believers who've been persecuted for their faith in Christ. Those stories are very powerful. They remind us of the truth of God's Word, and they show us how that truth is lived out in some very hard situations. Today, we're going to hear from some others who are working in partnership with the Voice of the Martyrs to tell those kinds of stories. As you listen, I think you'll have an opportunity to discover some books, some music, and some videos that will help you share important, biblically-based stories with those that you know. Our first guest is Chris Dornboss. He's the CEO of David C. Cook Publishers. They've partnered with the Voice of the Martyrs to publish the book, I Am In. It's a book full of stories about Christians being persecuted by Islamic extremists. David C. Cook put a lot of effort and time and work into this book, and I asked Chris why the company had such a passion for this particular project. Todd, I think our goal is your goal, and that is for people all over the world, but particularly English-speaking North Americans, to really begin to understand the plight of those Christians in Middle Eastern countries who are really under threat from this Islamic extremist. We love to think that we can put small groups of people together who study with other people in their churches who can really get a firsthand look at what is going on and begin to understand it in ways that they don't today and pray about it in ways that they don't today because it will impact their life moving forward. And one of the things about David C. Cook, and it's one of the things I think that has fueled our partnership between Voice of the Martyrs is Uh, Selling books in America is just the tip of the iceberg of what David C. Cook is trying to accomplish around the world. Tell us a little bit about some of the other projects that are funded because you sell books in America. One of the wonderful privileges of being part of David C. Cook is that we take some of the surplus of the revenue um, with the things that we produce and then we co-create them with other people around the world. So uh, we do some of them in English. We worked with the Anglican Church of Uganda to create a curriculum for them, and they wanted it in English, not in Swahili. 
But we've got 4.1 million children that are engaged in that resource that they and we co-created in Africa. And that actually was a product that stemmed from something we co-created in India for orphans, where we have about 600 orphanages and about 18,000 children who are currently going through a similar curriculum, which is character-based, spiritual development-based, and skills-based. And so the ability to co-create with a partner gives us all kinds of opportunities to do things all over the world. We've done similar things in places like China. And so uh, we've got a lot more we'd like to do, and I think this IMN project is one of those that can and should be done in other places around the world. We just have to connect uh, with the right partners and the right like-minded champions of the cause to do that. I know you measure, obviously you're the CEO, you measure the bottom line in terms of money, but you guys measure a different bottom line too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, financials are always important. No money, no ministry. We've all heard that. But at the end of the day, our mission statement is to equip the church with Christ-centered resources for making and teaching disciples who obediently transform today's generations. The transformation is the purpose of it all. If we can sell resources, great. If people can engage with our resources, great. But if there isn't real life transformation, we didn't do our job. And so what we try to do is put together an authentic measure of how these resources interact with people in ways that produce that real life transformation. And my view is that a resource by itself or a relationship with someone who may be mentoring you are very good, one or the other. But when you put them together, when you have a resource that you're using in relationship with someone, you get exponential transformation. And we positioned ourselves to try and measure that so that we can give ourselves an authentic score about whether or not our ministry is really having an impact. We need to prove it to ourselves. We need to demonstrate it to our employees. We need to demonstrate it to our donors uh, and all of those who work with us. And so everyone we work with is aware of this transformational impact score. And for us as a board of trustees, this is more important than the financials. And we didn't move the financial importance down. We just elevated the transformational importance above it. Let's talk a little bit about the ways that VOM and David C. Cook are partnering together. I, I think one of those, one of the huge ones is the Action Bible. Uh, that's really something where you had a product. We saw that it was incredibly valuable to the church in hostile and restricted nations uh, and really came to a pretty amazing agreement about, okay, how can we work together to make this happen? Can you talk a little bit about that? I'd be happy to. I was thrilled when I first heard that we were going to do this with Voice of the Martyrs. This action Bible is sort of a cartoon-based, illustration-based, with all the little clouds and that are coming out of people's mouths or minds. And so you don't have to read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation because most people will get stuck in Leviticus. But, but essentially, it's a simple enough tool for people who are reading English as a second language it's, it was designed for children, but we have adults who are reading it regularly because it gives them 220 stories in chronological order from Genesis to Revelation, uh, which is not how a typical full Bible would work. And for many people, it's the first time they actually went through the whole Bible and actually understood the big God's story and how it all fits together. 
And so we thought, this is, this is a great tool. Sergio did all the illustration. He's a Marvel Comics illustrator. Christian we Bloomberg. actually did a VOM radio interview with Sergio when he he's, was in Bartlesville. He's phenomenal. He's amazing. We spent some time together in uh, India uh, about a year and a half ago. And he was just blown away by the ministry that we were doing in these orphanages because what he didn't know when he went is everybody in that orphanage gets an, an action Bible. Uh, so in the beginning, it was just an English action Bible, and everybody was learning English anyway. But now we have both the Hindi uh, and the Telugu version of those, and, and we give them away all across India. But, but the point is, it's a simple Bible. It was originally designed for children, but we recognize that particularly in different countries where people are coming to faith, that instead of dumping the whole Bible on them, to put an action Bible with the 222 stories that are chronologically ordered actually helps people understand it. And then they sort of, I'll say, graduate into a full Bible. And, and when they do, it seems like a much easier transition for them. And from our perspective, another thing about it is, in a hostile or restricted nation, a Bible might be taboo, but hey, you know, this is like a comic book. It's probably not a big threat. Maybe it goes through customs a little easier than, than an actual printed Bible. It's a great point, Todd. And, and not only that, but in countries where we've published some of this, we've, we've got the Action Bible in three volumes because it doesn't look like a Bible. It looks like a comic book. And so kids can get these all throughout Asia in their own languages, and there's nobody trying to stop it because it's a Bible. It's exactly what it is, but it's not what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a threatening right, Bible. Right, right. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how VOM now is coming alongside that process and getting that into more countries and more languages. Yeah, when I saw VOM wanting to translate the Action Bible into all these different languages, 80 different languages, I thought, hallelujah, because we were only at about 32 at our, uh, ourselves, and you were going to translate them into uh, languages that really weren't on our radar yet. So what I saw was the acceleration of, of this thing we call the Action Bible and the message it carries going so much more broadly and so much faster than we would have ever done on our own. And that, to me, is just a, another good reason to be in partnership with someone. You've invested a lot into this. Uh, I think you've got 32 of the 80 done now or something like that. So this resource, which is changing people's lives, I get letters from people who read this from children to adult. Almost every week, Sergio gets some letter about someone who had this Bible around the corner or around the globe and the impact it's had on them. Even this morning as we were doing the global employee meeting, we read a letter from a young man named David here in the States. I don't know how old he was, uh, but he sounded like a young adult to me who was struggling with the Bible, read the Action Bible and, and says, now I get what's going on. And I think the light bulb goes off for a lot of people around the world when we can do that. And together we're doing it so much faster. We're reaching so many more people. It's just a, a great way for us to work together. I'm thrilled by what you're doing. And it's a great example of the body of Christ just uh, coming alongside each other, furthering each other's ministry. Chris, thank you very much for your passion for uh, these projects, and thank you for being with us today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Well, it's my pleasure, and thank you for what you guys do at Voice of the Martyrs all over the world in some of the most dangerous places of the world. 
We've been speaking with Chris Dornboss. He's the CEO of David C. Cook Publishers. They're the publishers of the Action Bible, along with the IMN product line of books and a video curriculum written by the Voice of the Martyrs. Along with the book and the devotional IMN, you can also get a worship album of the same name. It includes the song, We Stand As One. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. Recently, Dr. Jason Peters of The Voice of the Martyrs spoke with one of the writers of that song, Steve Merkel. They talked about the power of music to convey truth and encourage those who are hurting. You know, I was thinking about the uh, the song We Stand as One, which mm. you co-wrote along with a few others. And uh, I'm just going to share a bit of the lyrics. And sure. then I want you to talk about what really sort of touched your heart as you began to think about the persecuted church around the world. You know, some of the lyrics are, in this world we will face tribulation, but you promise that you'll be right here with us. Every tear, every cry, Every prayer is precious in your sight because nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. If God is for us, we are not alone. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. What can stand against us when we stand as one? Hmm. There's a lot in there, isn't there? Oh, thank God. I like that song. <laughs> Sometimes I write songs I don't like. I like that one. It, it really and, is an anthem, uh, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's incredible. Well, I think it's it's funny. as a. I mean, there's a couple things on songwriting. One is... is dipping water in your own well and pulling it out, coupling it then with the Word of God, and then trying to find the need. And, and, and you pray and you say, Lord, Holy Spirit, guide me to find ways to say things in ways maybe they haven't been said before, but that are going to accomplish the work of the kingdom. And so I, I, I pray that a lot when I, when I work on projects for integrity, when I lead worship. And so you try to follow leading the Lord. So I, I really look deeply into the heart and mission of Voice of the Martyrs and the IMN campaign particularly, and I believe in it. And so I, I wrap my heart and my mind around the missionalness, but really what's it about? It's about the body of Christ. It's about that we all are in this together, and God does hear our cry. He does hear our prayer. And I found myself praying for people, and when I when I pray, it's like the, God's ear is not deaf. His arm is not short. His hand is 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 powerful and his heart is big and he wants to embrace us he wants to do these things and when you you know that god's attitude towards us is like that and then embedded in that song as you can tell is romans 8. Mm. if god be for us who can be against us and there's a proclamation of god's faithfulness embedded in that song so i i'm so grateful that we could couple the power of the word and not that we wanted to camouflage it, but it's not like Scripture purely. It's the power of Scripture embedded in it that just proclaims that that we are all in this together. And it, to me, it really helps me always remember that uh, there's a body out there. There are real people. They're real brothers and sisters. They're part of an eternal family that we're going to be hanging with much more closely one day. That's right. We might as well get used to it now because yeah. we're going to be spending a lot of time together. I love the uh, the part of the song, too, that talks about when we hurt— we hurt as one together. When we find uh, strength, we find it together. We join our hearts. We join our, our prayers. And God's with us. He's not going to let us go. You know, I was thinking about Ray Vanderlaan says this. He says, if you're putting a picture on a wall and you hit your finger with a hammer, it would be ridiculous for you to say, 
I'm not suffering, just my <laughs> finger is suffering. Yeah. You know, we don't detach ourselves when it comes to uh, suffering in our physical bodies, but in our, the body of Christ, it's easy for us to become distant and mm-hmm. for us to become sort of disaffected by what's happening in other parts of the world. So in your experience, internationally, you've met with brothers and sisters all around the world. Do you ever stop and think, you know, when I'm, when I'm leading worship, I know you lead worship on the weekends at your church. Do you stop and think that for, for hours already this day around the world, people have been worshiping, you know, hmm. and, that, and that when we're done here, people will continue to worship and literally a chorus 24 hours a day of worship. Do you ever yeah. think about that? I do. And I, I'm kind of th- thrown back here. I do. I'm very aware of the kindred tribes, tongues, people, nations, that it's a reflection of the body of Christ. And I spent 18 years in, in Mobile, Alabama, by the way. Uh, I mean, I've now, that's a foreign country today. too, right? I well, mean, almost. <clears throat> yeah, it, actually my point, and you know, I, I went to a church that was really, really involved in cross-cultural racial integration that's great. in the Deep South. And mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons that I stayed there. We went through church splits, and I just didn't leave because I believed that the pastor's vision of including all races and cultures in the Deep South was kingdom. Mm. You know, I so believe in the broad body of Christ. It transcends cultures and creeds and nations and denominations. Mm-hmm. By the way, what I was, was going to say earlier, I think one thing that's really we all need to be so mindful of, our faith in Christ is not an American faith. It's not a North American Western faith. That's right. It's a faith in the eternal God who created all things. And so when we go overseas to minister, we have to leave our culture at home. And I, Lord, help us to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our job to really not go in with all the answers. It's our job to go in with a heart of love and compassion and understanding, knowing that probably the greatest thing that will happen is we'll take away something eternal that we could never give. Absolutely. And we learn and we are inspired by our brothers and sisters, aren't we? Absolutely. And I think, you know, as we uh, sort of mature in ministry uh, in the United States, sometimes uh, we can begin to think that we're doing it right and that we've got it figured out. And it's so helpful to meet with these brothers yeah. and sisters and to be refreshed and inspired and to realize that they've got something uh, which we can learn from. Absolutely. What have you personally learned uh, as a result of the IMN campaign? When you think about standing strong, there are themes like faithfulness and forgiveness yeah. and sacrifice and courage and joy. Ha- have any of those sort of grabbed you as a theme that, that really inspires you? If I had to grab one, one word, I would say... I'm more aware. I think I've more than probably some people because I've traveled a lot. We're we're all pretty aware of political, world, religious dynamics, pressures, all the things. But you forget there's believers in the midst of all these countries, and it's not about Islam. It's not really about you know the price of oil. It's not about wars. It's not about ISIS and ISIL and Al Qaeda. You know, it's it's about believers in in these lands who um they're our family they really are our family and i I think through this i've become more aware and more prayerful more conscientious to remember them in prayer i guess would be a good way to say it so that's my takeaway currently and i hope i can be more involved in you know maybe the missional end of that because it's it's important That's Steve Merkel speaking with Dr. Jason Peters from The Voice of the Martyrs. Steve co-wrote the song, We Stand as One. 
which encourages us to remember our brothers and sisters around the world who are being persecuted for their faith. I'm Todd Nettleton. You're listening to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Today we've been exploring some of the books and music that will remind you and your family of the power of the testimonies of our persecuted brothers and sisters. When you introduce your children or other young people you know to stories like this, it can have a huge impact on their lives. Bill Curtis found this out in his own family. He's the head of Vision Video as well as the Christian History Institute. He's been partnering with the Voice of the Martyrs to produce a series of videos called the Torchlighters. He realized the profound impact of stories when he and his wife were reading to their daughter. And uh, after coming to the end of a chapter, my wife paused and Michelle just kind of looked up and had kind of a thoughtful look in her eye and said, I think I'd like to become a missionary. And it was kind of like an aha moment to realize, wow, the power in these stories is incredible. And as I thought about that, I thought, well, we're involved with video and, and, and video productions. Wouldn't it be great to tell these stories in a video format? We love the heroes theme because we want to give an alternative on the heroes to the sports and entertainment heroes, which are so prevalent in society. We wanted to give children examples of heroes where their faith has impacted the culture. The first story we uh, were playing to tell was on Amy Carmichael. And we wrote the script, and as we got feedback on the script, people were saying, whoa, because of her work to rescue girls from temple prostitution, there was a lot of hesitation. <laughs> yeah. So at that, how, how am I going to show this to my six, seven, eight-year-old? So at that point, we changed gears and, and were led to do the story of Jim Elliott. It's a challenge, and not everyone wants to present stories where they end with the, the heroes dying. What was Voice of the Martyrs, or what has been Voice of the Martyrs' involvement through this process? It's been a key strategic partnership in helping um, on many fronts as far as helping picking the stories, on helping marketing it and getting the word out, and, and just, you know, a great collaboration. And what's been the response? Uh, what Kind of how far have they gone? What, what has happened since you started making these? The response has been really amazing and, and, and just fascinating. We're now on a, getting ready to, to ship our 15th episode. It's been over 10 years. I think in the United States, at last count, there were like 500,000 DVDs that have been distributed. But the response internationally, um, we think, has been even greater. I think they're in different, like 20 different languages, and we've, we've kind of lost track. Uh, so we really, really find energy and enthusiasm to be able to get them shown all over the world. And one of the things that, that I think is interesting and is the amount of work that you put in to telling the story accurately. And in fact, I think all of them include a, a documentary about the person that is tells their whole story, talks to experts in the field, people who've researched them. How much work is that to go back into somebody's life like Jim Elliott, or if you go back even further, like Perpetua, how much work is that to get to the real accurate version of the story and then to create a documentary as well to go along with the Torchlighters? It's a lot of uh, work in many cases, and we're trying to balance out adventure and suspense and, and, and to try to captivate. You know, my goal in the series has always been 
the 8 to 12-year-old kind of hyperactive boy? Can we catch his <laughs> attention? Can you get him to sit still for 30 minutes? Exactly. That's that's the challenge. So, so how do you do that? Well, I think it's, it's all in telling the story and, and making it captivating and interesting and balancing that out with, with being historically accurate and, and where that line is. In some stories, it's uh, more challenging than others. Uh, and I know one of the stories that you told was the story of Richard Warmbrand, the founder of Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, obviously, we were involved in helping make that come about. But you also did a documentary about the Warmbrands, and, and we loved it so much. We actually offer it as a separate product as well as being included on the Torchlighters DVD. What are some of the places these are being translated or broadcast that maybe would surprise us? The languages you, you would kind of think of, of Chinese, Mandarin, and Cantonese, and Arabic, it's been in the language they speak in Burma, the language they speak in Indonesia. Now, Ma I'm thinking like of China. D does China let this kind of material come in, or do they censor it, or how does that, do you have to smuggle it in? How does that work? Well, there's groups in, in Taiwan and in Hong Kong that, you know, we work with to translate it and dub it in, and then we kind of bless them freely to distribute it within China and look for opportunities to, to place it uh, with folks that are going to be able to further distribution. Quietly. <laughs> they can quietly get it into the hands of people who, who need it. What are the things that are on the horizon? You mentioned 15. Uh, what's next? Who's next as far as the stories that you're going to tell? The next one out that's just about ready to come out is on the life of Martin Luther, and that is to celebrate the 500th anniversary of Luther's nailing the theses on the Wittenberg door in October 2017. Okay. After that is Adoniram Judson. I love Adoniram Judson. Great story. Bill, talk a little bit to me about Vision Video because I know this is this is a ministry and this is your heart, but it's also your business and it's how you make your living. How how do you balance the the ministry side and the and the business side as you? make some of these decisions and and create some of these films? Well, it's a difficult balancing act, but my dad, who was our founder, has always set the expectation that the business is to serve the ministry, and the, it's not the ministry to serve the business. So we've never been bottom-line driven or market-driven, and we just really pray a lot for, for God's wisdom, and, and uh, he's been amazingly faithful to help us transition a lot of dynamic uh, market conditions. And if somebody's hearing this broadcast and they want to connect with Vision Video, maybe they want to order a copy of the Torchlighters, obviously they can do that from us, but they could also do that from you. How do they connect with you? Well, if they want to go online, they can go to visionvideo.com. They can also go to torchlighters.org. The Torchlighters has their own set. If they're looking for material beyond Torchlighters, um, Christian History Institute is actually the ministry that produces Torchlighters, which I'm involved with. That has another whole set of resources that gives historical Christian material. And again, we started out talking about heroes. We started out talking about how we tell these stories in a dramatic way, in a captivating way. I encourage you, take advantage of the Torchlighters DVDs. If you have kids, if you have grandkids, uh, if you have great-grandkids, this is a great way, and, and I love it that Bill thinks of that 8- to 12-year-old boy uh, because I had two of those, and, <laughs> and getting them to sit still for half an hour was a challenge. So I encourage you to make access of these programs. 
Bill, thank you very much for your ministry, for your longtime partnership with Voice of the Martyrs to get these materials out. Uh, and again, we just encourage our listeners, take advantage of these opportunities to share these hero stories with your kids. Well, thanks for the privilege to be here. That's Bill Curtis. He's been partnering with the Voice of the Martyrs to create a series of videos that will make a big difference in the lives of your children or grandchildren. You can get more information on the Torchlighters DVDs on our website, vomradio.net. Just click on the Store tab at the top of the page. You can also find out about the IMN books and the CD, which we heard about earlier today on VOM Radio. Again, that web address is vomradio.net. Next week, here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio, we'll hear from a man with a very tough job. He oversees and assigns missionaries to go to dangerous places in the world. And he knows what it's like to send a missionary out and then get the word that they've been killed for their Christian work. He'll tell us why he continues in that work next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.